You know what that sound means. Welcome back to Just the Tip Off, the NBA podcast that, like the bubble, has zero positive COVID tests. Yeah, buddy. Sure. Keep it going. As of July 13th, still going strong. No positive cases. So take that, MLB. It's been more recent than July 13th. In August 13th? No, July 15th was the last one they had a positive case. Oh, okay. The they haven't had a positive case since July. Yeah. yeah. All right. I got you. No, but uh, been working out surprisingly well. Surprise, surprise to anybody? Yeah. I, I, they're really going to show that uh, bubble is the way professional sports should work. Uh, how hockey, that, hockey's mean, doing a good job with it, too. Yeah, hockey has an issue. MLS had a little bit to begin with, but they're also bu- uh, quarantined by bubble in Orlando as well. They've been fine. Obviously, baseball with the Marlins and then the Cardinals and the Reds. the Reds Pirates series has been postponed because there's one positive test on the Reds, but that's how Miami started, and all of a sudden they had right. 19. Right. And the Cardinals had double digits as well. So yeah. we'll see what happens. And whether that comes down to uh, – sometimes it just happens. You know, maybe a significant other goes out, gets a contact to you, or maybe it's like the Miami where you – Got issues with them. Extracurricular activities. Extracurricular activities in Atlanta. <laughs> in the why city is, of Miami? Why, no, well, actually, they think it was from Atlanta, okay. which is funny because mm, Lou Williams kettle, was also in Atlanta, wasn't kettle. it? Yeah, so yeah. something's going on in Atlanta that players <laughs> like, we need to get out of this hotel. Hot Atlanta, baby. No, but uh, it's been interesting to see the, like, not just the sports inside the bubble, but also other things coming out of the bubble, just how players interact with each other, what they're doing at the hotels and stuff. And just, it, I can definitely see how a super team could be formed from, oh, yeah. from this interaction. Oh, yeah. the, the you know just going to fine everybody $25,000 for tampering, <laughs> just cover their bases. Right. Just, everyone just, gets a $25,000 fine for tampering. Everyone looks around and is like, yeah, that's fair. That's, yeah. that's cool. Right. Yeah, but we did that. Some people who I'm a little bit nervous about, who I see getting real buddy-buddy, are Donovan Mitchell and Jalen Brown. They be, they be buddies now, so I didn't know that they were like that close. But so, what makes me wonder. I mean, Jalen Brown's coming to Utah because they are. There's already too many wings in. Yeah, Don, Donovan Mitchell's not going to Boston. Right. You know, Jalen Brown, Gobert. Maybe they throw Celtics throwing someone else, but Ooh, if Gobert went into oh, throwing Tice, maybe with it, just center center, and then I don't, I don't, I don't think Brown the money works. But I mean, I'm just thinking fit wise the. Celtics need a need a, a center. I mean, Tice has been good, but right. they could. It's the East. They got to play Milwaukee and they got to play Philly, who are big. So right. Yeah. They and have Gobert out of Iowa and Miami. Yeah. Yeah. And Sabonis and right. uh, Turner and Indiana. You got to be big. And Hell, Andy Robin in Cleveland. Yeah. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jared Allen and DeAndre Jordan at the Nets. Right. Uh, and you know. If there's one thing that I was excited to see about, and I'm actually now big on, fan-free sports. Don't get me wrong, I want fans to come back because I like going to sports games, but they're a bit, it's a different watching experience in a bubble arena, and I kind of like it. It feels more, it feels like a more intense, intimate TV experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, and I think the NBA did a great job of, you know, like, almost, almost like shrinking the, mm-hmm. the view, your view, your view. You know, you get the court and the benches, and you can see the elite, like the boards and all, but the arena itself is very enclosed. It's very personal, almost. And Terrence Ross was on 
um, the Pat McAfee show podcast. He said it almost feels like an AAU tournament. Right. Where, like, our court's here, and then you walk out, like, a set of double doors, and you've got, like, practice courts, like, right outside of their courts. It's like, it feels like an AAU tournament where they threw down a bunch of courts in a convention center. Yeah. And everyone's just balling. <laughs> and it's, he said it feels just like that. We're seeing some some bubble contenders who it just it's really been we thought that their numbers would go up and what do you know their numbers went up and some people who I de- definitely would I was not expecting TJ Warren TJ TJ Warren man the best player in the NBA what the hell happened until there? well the last three games obviously he didn't even play the last one um, but yeah those first five games averaging <laughs> thirty nine points a game I think just Something getting the green light to shoot that's what we were gonna like see. That. Didn't see it come from him. Anybody else kind of surprise you? Michael Porter Jr. And BJ. Looks like... I thought Dame would do well. I don't think Dame would do this well. <laughs> uh, Gary Trent Jr. <laughs> Gary Trent Jr. Yeah. also played awesome. Nurk it, played it, awesome. Nurk, Nurk was 20-20 and 20 every night for them, I feel like. And Gary Trent Jr., I mean, coming out of Duke, he was, I mean, he was good, but he wasn't this level. He yeah. wasn't this good of a shooter. Obviously, you don't really have to be as big a playmaker when you have Lillard on the court with you at the same time. But they're running that three-guard rotation right now and with Nurkic and Collins at the four and the five. And it's it's, it's good, and we'll break down when we get into the actual playoff matchups. We'll break it down, but uh, also, I wouldn't I wouldn't be looking at for the Lakers to sweep this by any means. Ricky Rubio we'll shot 53% from three. Jesus, did he really? Yeah. In the can, we, can we have a, a, a Suns reference or something counter going on this one? A I, I, point guard who's not a three-point shooter if I fit, shot 53% from three. I'm sorry that it happens to be on the best team in the NBA and you guys are going to make fun of me, but that is noteworthy. Mm, that's all right. That's the only noteworthy, noteworthy thing that happened with the Suns. You are right. Um, but, in fact, I'm just going to stop saying the Suns. I'm just, hey, did you guys hear a team went 8-0 in the bubble? What team? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Were they the only team that go eight zero in the bubble? They were the only team to go eight zero in the bubble. The Mavs were the only ones who were seven and zero, right? Did were they both seven and zero going to the final game? No, the Mavs were lost to the Clippers pretty early on. Did they? Yeah. Uh, they, um, yeah, yeah. They lost the Clippers, the Suns. The Pacers the pa- were the Pacers started out as well. Zero. The Pacers were close as well. Nah, they start out four zero. There's a big difference between four zero and eight zero, but. <laughs> It's one eight-game winning streak, and all of a sudden... <laughs> they're also the only team in uh, NBA history to finish the season on an eight-game winning streak and not make the playoffs. Well, when you, when you suck the first 50 games... <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, they are the youngest team in the NBA, and there's only two married players uh, on the team, and a lot of people are talking about the distraction of trying to keep up with home from the bubble. And so I'm wondering how much I don't obviously I don't think that was the entirety of the story, but that couldn't have hurt that all their players are not distracted with trying to figure out what's going on at home and can just be so immersed, like focused, immersed yeah. in the bubble. Enjoying right? it. Yeah, but isn't Devin Booker and like doing something with the Jenner or Kardashian that immediately adds distractions? Yeah, buddy, uh oh. But he Is killed that... it. He killed it. <laughs> the first first team all bubble, I think, was like and, Lillard, uh, Booker, Warren, Giannis, and no, Luca, Luca, and Harden. Yeah. Luka and Harden. I saw Giannis. Second team well. was Giannis, Kawhi, Kristaps, Karis LeVert, and MPJ. Michael mm-hmm. Porter Jr. Um, Again, everyone's got their lists, so depending on which which 
site you found yours from. I just think I don't remember which one I saw. But regardless, it was who was the most exciting team for you to watch? Um, on, on the Suns. I was gonna say, Sam, you probably picked the Suns. If you want another one, you can get another one. But right. uh, <laughs> um, so regardless of not of being a Suns fan or not, they uh went eight now, which is impressive, and the Booker uh buzzer beater to beat the Clippers was I think the best moment of the bubble. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, um, but for a second team who I really enjoyed watching, it was actually the Nets. The Nets just gave because they've got no one noteworthy except for Levert. They just gave everyone the green light to shoot, and like they were putting up there were multiple games where they put up north of 130. Joe points. Harris, baby. Oh, right. every time shooting lights I'm, out. I'm shocked they kept the seven seed to be honest. I, they, I they thought for really sure. well. They did. They that ma- the magic Nets game came down to a buzzer yeah. beater. Which, I mean, side note, what an awful shot for you to take Levert. That was such a get to the rim, get fouled. Like, why are you hanging around at the top to take the worst shot in basketball, a contested long two-pointer? Like, it was such a horrible last shot to a game. But, <laughs> Tells how you really feel, man. Right. It was bad. <laughs> and it kept the Suns out of the playoffs. It did. It did. But the, it, if did. the Suns would have made it in the playoffs and the Blazers. R.I.P. Spurs. Yeah, man, that was crazy. Over. 21 seasons, 22 seasons, something like that. Uh uh, DeJounte Murray was born during their streak of playoff runs. They're, this is the first time since DeJounte Murray was born the Spurs have missed the playoffs. I wonder if... I mean, they, they, they played really well in, all things considered, in this little bubble restart. I wonder if LaMarcus Aldridge would have made any big of a difference. Is it they were right there in contention to the very end, so I'm not sure he really would have tipped the scale at all. And I said, you can only do so much. At the end of the day, it also comes down to what the other teams do. Like Portland, like not Portland, Phoenix did everything they could, right? And just they were too many games back. Yeah. And you feel, and that sucks. And Memphis, you know, they were in that driver's seat, and you know they lost a couple close heartbreakers in the beginning that were really close, and then Jaron Jackson Jr. got hurt. Tie that with the difficult schedule. Would you sucks for Memphis, but they're young as hell. Yeah. And they got a good core. They're they'll be back. I don't know if they'll be like playoff contention back because the West looks even stronger for next year than they did this year with who's the Suns yeah, who's being better out. <laughs> and the Warriors are coming back and who knows what a full year of Carlton Towns and D'Angelo Russell looks like. There's a lot to see next season. Like, but like the, the Kings, I think, might be the worst team in the West next year. I could see that. They've got a lot of problems. And they yeah. thought that they could have turned turned it around, but Marvin Bagley's just gotten injured too many he times. Can't, can't. Darren Fox is fine. They, they just don't have a solid core group of guys who are that, you know without that, drama. That and Buddy Hield's still coming off the bench. That's, that's like, why, why, that's why do you have one of the best shooters in the NBA coming off your bench? He's your, three, he's your, stare, he's your prototype. 3D player. Speaking of teams who, well, I, the team I was disappointed by, but it, I didn't I, think I, that I they were. I segue to this. Can I do mine? It's better. What team were you most disappointed by, and why was it the Pelicans? It was the Wizards. Really? Yeah. Like, uh, that. they they disappointed me because I knew they weren't going to be good, and they weren't. And they were just so they bad. Got, they won two, one game, two, two games in the playoff like bubble. Two for two and six. Oh, they just weren't even fun to watch, though. 
Well, because, I mean, you had no veal. Obviously, you have no wall. Bertans opted out as well. But even when the Pelicans and the... Who was it? The Pelicans and the Kings put in their bench players at a game where they both knew didn't mean jack shit. That was still more entertaining to watch than a starter's... Everybody on the Wizards. I think the reason it was more interesting is these bench players are like, hey, this is my shot. I, next year to contract year, or uh, maybe I can get more minutes. Still fight, get, yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. anyone on the Wizards, like, they're pretty, no, we'll be fine. They're pretty so- solid in yeah. their place right now, right? Right. In um, fact, the only one who had a contract year to uh, worry about was Bertans, who opted out because of the contract year. <laughs> like, I'm not getting hurt in Orlando for meaninglessness. And he already showed enough this year to where the Wizards are going to want to pay him. And other teams are going to want to pay him as well. Or do you think They're going to try whether yeah. or not in their team. Is he restricted or unrestricted? I think he's unrestricted. Okay, yeah. so, well, so the Wizards don't even have to just simply match. They actually have to go out and win to keep him. Right, and... um. But Beal's big contract kicks in next year, and they're still paying Wall out the ass. So I don't—they don't have the cap to do a lot. No. They can give him an MLE, but he'll get way more than MLE on the open market. I'd probably say he his best bet would be to stay in the East or to somehow get onto like a contending team next year. Uh, for I don't know, it depends on what he's looking to do. If he's looking to get paid, or if he's looking to get so a chip. Get a bag. Yeah. <laughs> like he he fits on enough teams. Enough people need shooting fours that. Most teams you right. need, a, need a good shooting for. You can never have too many, that's for sure. Right. Never have too many. Uh, so, other disappointing teams? Well, you got, I mean, the Pelicans, right? Pels? Uh, yeah. I was going to say Being, 76ers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, the Ben Simmons injury was out of the control, though, right? Somewhat. Somewhat. Wait, did they rule him? Is he out? Out? Yeah. He's out, out. Ben, is, ben Simmons is confirmed out. Well, and as we said when that injury happened, Let's see what happens. Right. If this team gets stooped, like just fate all of a sudden meshes better and figures it out, and Embiid is an absolute all star, and they got, was it Shake Milton, I think, has been playing really well since right. they brought him, him in as well. And, you know, Toby maybe, Harris, maybe, run, maybe run you're looking at, yeah, at, the at, okay, like, this Things is working with the worst. Do we, do we maybe shop Ben Simmons? So right now there's talk the strength that in their the bench. Cavs are uh, targeting Ben Simmons, and they're gonna we have give a up. top. They're gonna take a hot top pick. They've got a bunch of young pieces, so if they were probably love to make the money work. Kevin and Porter Jr. And uh, two of the three of Sexton Porter Jr. and Garland, and which I hope they keep. Uh, I hope Porter Jr. In my opinion, I think Porter Jr. or Sexton. I think Porter Jr. is probably has a higher ceiling, but I think Sexton plays better next to Simmons. Probably, because although because he, he's a be, he's a better shooter. In yeah. uh, Simmons is going to do all the playmaking. That's Porter Jr. is a better playmaker, sure, but with Simmons, he's going to do all the playmaking, and then probably this year's pick. This year's pick would have to be in there, but right. we'll see, and we'll see if that happens. I don't know. But Simmons is just such a big player to give up. You would almost be want guaranteed star power in return. Right. Or yeah. Like or maybe maybe it's more than one pick. Yeah. It's it, this like year's one of the top picks and like let's say a distant first. Yeah, I, I think you, I think they just they just want like yeah you can and it's the same thing with the NFL. You can have you can get as many picks as you want, but unless they work out 
you've done nothing. Like, yes, the Thunder have so many first-round picks over the next few years, but they've got to they've draft got to turn correctly. Them in, yeah, they've got to turn them into something. Yeah, right? Like, I as a, Sam and I are Browns fans. How many number one picks have we seen walk in and out that door in the blink of an eye and haven't worked? Quite a few first-round picks. Sometimes you've you got to be able to hit with on with what works. you got to be able to hit it. That, that's why you'd almost want, if you're the Sixers, you would want guaranteed star power back. Yeah, and maybe not to Ben Simmons level. Maybe it's a little not an All Star, you know. But are you still maybe not an All Star starter, but an All Star like reserve almost, and then like a pick. But you need you want something that you can guarantee. You can't guarantee a draft. Pick. What, what 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 about uh, here's another fit I think would work. What about a uh, package around the Bulls pick this year and Zach Levine? Which Zach Levine's almost a redundancy on that team with Richardson, but then you'd be moving Richardson to the one and put Levine at the two or three. Too many mouths to feed. I think Zach Levine's got a taste of scoring, and he's he wants to be the bucket. He wants to be Wait, like I mean, a Kyrie you, you Irving. Need, you need someone else though, because because you need someone else on the other side of him. Well, the Bulls just did fire Boylan, so yeah. he's you know I think the Bulls are gonna figure try to figure that whole piece out with the new head coach. I think they've got to be going after Atkinson hard. I think Atkinson is the best coach on the market right now, yeah, and he's perfect for them because he develops young talent. And he's defense first, and that's what they their defense is atrocious. Well, Alvin Gentry got fired. Yeah. Yeah. Five year after five years. Yeah. I'm not sure I'd go after Gentry. No, um, I don't. I mean, I understand they didn't do well in the bubble, but you got you have a team full of majority of just young guys. Right, like, it's yeah. gonna take a little longer to gel. I know as soon as Zion comes in, there's immediate expectations. Putting a new coach into that system seems like adding one too many X factors to a system that's already got so many questions. I will say, watching him in the bubble, it was very clear that uh, um, Zion's developing some bad bad habits, particularly in uh, perimeter defended. And so maybe the GM looked at this like, we, I don't want, if Gentry, if this is how Gentry's going to develop him, I don't want him to spend any more time and teach him the wrong things with Zion. Maybe, so maybe, bait. Right, maybe just... it was a protection because of the bad habits that he developed under Gentry. Hmm. Uh, it's going to be interesting Spe- to see who they replace Speaking of, with. like, the Pelicans and JJ being disappointing, Dis- J.J. Reddick's streak, uh, streak ends, and they finished last of all the teams that made it to the bubble. The Pelicans In the did. West, they finished last. Wow. Worse than the Kings, worse than the Spurs, worse than the Suns, and worse than the Blazers. Those were all the teams that made it in. And they finished what ended up being four and at four games back, and they had a pretty easy schedule too. They had one of the, the easiest, the schedule. easiest out schedule. of all those people. Yeah, they had the easiest schedule in the bubble. Was it the easiest it one was in the, the bubble? The number one easiest in the bubble. So maybe that's why Gentry got the cut. Right. Maybe. Like we set it up for you, man. What are you doing? Come on. <laughs> exactly. Well, they did also not. I don't know if he's getting blamed for not playing Zion more. Because they sat him significantly in the first couple of games that they lost, too. You only put like, what, 15 minutes in the first Which, game that he played in? I guess it goes back to, did they want to go to the playoffs this year? Right. And I am assuming in Gentry's mind, if they didn't make the playoffs, he wasn't going to get the axe. So he didn't press the issue. And I guess that wasn't the case. So interesting choice, interesting decision, but I definitely... Uh, well, also, I, I understand. It, 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 a big bad look for him is 
don't get me wrong, Zion's probably the most important piece of that team, but there's enough talent on that team that they should have been able to coast. Like, they weren't in a hard spot to make at least the play-in no, game, I mean, they should have been I able mean, to coast yeah, into it. You yeah. had Drew Holiday, you had Brandon Ingram, you had J.J. Reddick, Derek Favors, you had solid Lonzo Ball, you had solid other role players right. with Nico Walker-Alexander and Josh Jackson Hayes. Hart. Jackson Hayes can give you a good five, ten-minute spurts off the bench. Like, there's a lot of depth It's a solid young team. team, and the more you kind of talk about it, the more you can kind of see why Alvin Gentry might have gotten canned. Right. Yeah, like you had all the pieces. But... You, you, had, you had enough pieces. You had an easy schedule. And you, did, and you didn't get it done. Right. Yeah. So that's a bit of a disappointment there. Um, again, I just... The Wizards suck so much dick. Well, they, they ended up finishing worse than the Hornets. Who didn't even make it and into the, the bubbles and the Bulls? Yeah. Oh my God, they um, went bad. That is just tanking level expert. Right. Just the Hornets. Tanking level expert right there. Well, get make it into the bubble. Yeah, maybe the Bulls. I don't so the other got them listed. So above the other the teams Bulls, can't. But I don't make their know. schedule worse, and then you just lose. How about the Denver Nuggets playing nine guys through most of the playing games and rolling out there? Seven foot lineup. You that, can see that was like, fun. Global, Miles Plum, uh, whichever Plumley, Jeremy Grant, who's like the shortest player, Nikolai Jokic, and I forget who the fifth one was. Who was on that? But they they rolled out Paul a lineup. Millsap. What was it? Paul Millsap. Paul and Paul Millsap. But they rolled out a lineup that was like it's 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 six it's, nine or taller. It's it's a fun idea, but it did not work. No. <laughs> yeah. No, but they were also relatively secured at the three seed. They yeah. had a two game cushion, I think, on either side. Right. And they, I mean, and they were working Harris and Jamal Murray back from injury. So also, there's there's enough movement between uh, four, five, six that even if they fell to the four, it's very possible they'd get pretty much the same opponent they thought they were going to get the six. Right. They, they you can't try to guess and get the matchup you want yeah. because they're going to be moving. To well, I mean, as we said, like. Four, five, six, all finished the season, 44 and 28. Yeah. Literally came down to how they did in conference and division play and head-to-head. So you've got Denver, Utah, and then Houston, OKC. And you could literally have flipped that, you know, okay, it could have been Houston, Denver, or it could have been OKC, Denver, or Houston, OKC, or... What do you or Houston, Utah, or Denver? Okay, it's like there was really no just, reason to try to guess to, to get to some seed to play another team because no, everybody you, was you, moving. You kind of like, especially when it's all that close. Like coming in, and I remember like looking at the thing. I'm like, all right, well in the West, the late the Lakers and the Clippers are set at one and two. Denver's pretty solid at three. Dallas is solid at seven. And that was it. Yeah, everything else. Didn't know what the eight was going to be and didn't know what four, five, six were going to be. And almost the same thing with the East. You knew one and two were fine. And then three, then the Celtics kind of had a little gap. And then four, five, six, Miami, Indiana, or Miami, Indiana, and Philly all finished within two games of each other. We're all right there. And then you had a gap to Brooklyn and Orlando. Did any of them switch spots or shift? Because I, I seem to I recall I don't think they 76ers did. being the last in those I, th- No, that trio. I don't think they did. I think they all stayed the same. I think, I think they all stayed the same. There, there's no movement in the East. There's potential movement, but there wasn't. Then. Right. The, but the East, beginning to bubble, end to bubble, one to eight, stayed the same. 
Now, Orlando did hop Brooklyn briefly. Yep. Brooklyn did drop down to the eighth seed at one point. Or, or ooh, were, did Heat start four, Pacers start five? I know it, it's the same playoff series, so I didn't really pay attention yeah. to it. But they, I, think, yes, I think it might have been yes. Heat start four, Pacers yes, start right, five. But, right. it's, you know. but home court advantage means nothing this right. year. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, the other disappointing team to me was the Lakers a little bit. I understand that they had it locked up, and after their win against the Clippers. Worst shooting team in the bubble. Yeah, that was just bad. That was not and, good basketball. And what's weird is, to go back, when Terrence Ross was on Pat Bagby's podcast, he said it feels easier to shoot in the bubble. Wherever the layout of what's behind the basket and their depth perception, he thought, he said, I think it's easier to shoot, and people are going to be having higher percentages. Maybe, I don't know if that's a direct correlation to Ricky Rubio shooting well, or if I didn't really see if any other players were having dramatic increases. Right. But if there is some truth to what he's saying, that a large majority of players were shooting better, then you really got to look at the Lakers and think, what's going on there? Like, yeah, you have LeBron and AD, but you you need a third, a fourth piece. You need guys to be able to shoot the ball. LeBron came out and said, Kuz has to be our number three guy. He's got to be the one. It was like, I, really, I like Kuzma? LeBron and AD have to have 25, 30 points every night. Kuzma's got to be close to 20, and I think you got to have two other guys and at least Danny Green. Just Danny Green. Got to get at least 10. It's got to be at least Dwight 10. Howard, Dwight we need Howard at least five blocks or got, 10 mm. rebounds combined between those guys. And I, I don't know if we just want to go into their opening well, series against well, the Blazers. Also, but. you heard LeBron say that really cryptic thing about how there's something – like there's, I forget what exactly what he said, but basically it was like there's a chemistry problem in this team that there's something going on between us that we need to sort it out. And so I, don't I know, hear that. Uh, I'll, I'll look up the exact quote, but I don't know if that means that an event happened that people are mad about. I don't know if there's another Delonte West type thing. But Jesus. Like, or you guys talk while I look it up. I, you know they they were shooting shooting fine before the bubble, and they were I shooting I, well. They did add a lot of different pieces as the bubble, like the off that that break between the bubble and mm-hmm. the end of the season. They added players, they dropped people. People were able to. And you, they basically Avery Bradley, they basically added Marquise Morris, Dion Waiters, Jarrett, and didn't play a game with them. Right. And lost Rondo to the wrist injury yep. and Avery Bradley. Yeah. So to, that shift of players, those dynamics, which, yeah. I, you know, J.R. Smith, Deion Waiters, they're kind of clowns, but they seem to be doing, you know, what they do. I don't see, really know if that if had anything to do all, with it. All but. of that kind of, kind of worries me for the Lakers, especially against Portland. Like, Portland's been playing like they have nothing to lose, and you've got two of the better backcourt players, arguably maybe the, in the league right now, because Steph and Claire heard that maybe the best backcourt in the league and Although, while, while Rondo wasn't a great defender, Avery Bradley was. And right. at the end of the day, it's more bodies to throw at those two. And right now, you're now looking at, okay, I mean, Danny Green's still a decent defender, so is Caruso. But now it's like, okay, I didn't see next, next up, are we going to – like, is we're going to have Waiters and J.R. Smith guard uh, McCollum and Lillard? Like, I, I that trust kind of makes me worrisome. I – I don't expect that to be a walk in the park for the Lakers at all. No, no, that's, I, they're probably I, I pretty pissed think about that matchup. I think that that series. I think is anyone but Memphis would have sucked. Even hell, even if the Spurs got in, that's a hard matchup for them. 
I, I, I know they were rooting for Memphis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think that game, that series goes six. I could see it go to seven. The only reason, uh, I think the biggest X factor is going to be C.J. McCollum. His, I heard that he had been playing hurt. He's got a fractured back. A fractured back since like July 31st. John Moran has played with a broken hand since for the last four, four or five games of the bubble. That's crazy. So if he can hold it up and still put up those num- those kind of numbers, that's kudos to him. But geez, I would not blame him for taking a step back and be like, actually, this kind of hurts. Right. I'm, I'm going to need to take a couple games, guys. Well, maybe, maybe you go maybe you go all out the first two games of the Lakers series, and if you lose those two, you're like, well, I mean, is it going to happen now? Uh, I'm, I'm the matchup I'm really curious about in there is the Nurkic matchup with AD. That I mean, Nurkic is a good center, but he's not huge. Whereas uh, AD, the people who shut down AD are the people who can be big and overpower him. Like Nurkic, he he's actually feels like he's a pretty yeah, big yeah, dude. Think they're gonna throw Collins then on Howard and Javale then. Yeah, that the the center just, matchups. Just because it's not as they're not as big of a threat. They're gonna strike hard on those. The the Lakers are are gonna strike hard on those uh, centers. They're gonna try to keep that ball out of Dame Lillard's hands. Uh, I guess he's put foot two ninety. Put Caruso, yeah, he's he's a pretty big dude. Put Caruso on Dame, the whole time, and when he's out, try to put. I don't know. Don't maybe not put LeBron on him, but somebody, because you cannot let him get hot. Uh, I, I, I hell, Melo was pretty solid too in the bubble. He's been just Mister Consistent. He he's hit he's hit some big time. I think you got double every time he comes to court. I think the second he crosses half court, you double Dame. Yeah. I mean, he make, pulled make up from the logo. Right. Yeah. And honestly, it's demoralizing when he hits that shot, but also you gotta let him take it. Yeah. It's just like, fuck. Like when he hits, if if he hits three of those on you in a game, that sucks. But that Again, is nine points. There's two players in the league where that shot is not as bad of a shot as everyone else. Not a bad shot. And it's Lillard and it's Curry. <laughs> and you could probably throw Harden in there as well. Kind of Kristaps. Kristaps hits some deep ones. Did he? I didn't, he I didn't. He's so high up. He's just like. I didn't watch a ton of Mavs game, and to be honest, that's that last Suns game was the only Suns game I watched because I was. I feel like it was the only one that was televised. Uh, the Clippers was televised. I watched that one. Okay. Well, without using outside streaming services. Yeah, I definitely didn't watch a bunch of Suns games on some sort of outside streaming service exactly. that wasn't 100 percent legal. Yeah, exactly. I definitely did not. But do in that. terms of like ABC, well, TNT, and ESPN and NBA TV, uh, things like two of the four, two of the eight Suns games were televised. Yeah. So I didn't catch the Suns till the very end. They were fun to watch. It's gonna be fun next year. I hope they keep the same cast and crew around. Is anybody in jeopardy of leaving or getting I guess, swapped? Um, I don't think so. Uh, they gotta give Javon Carter a new contract, and they should pay the man. But I, you, I'm worried. You're still not gonna have to pay him much, right? It, you know, I if we give him Who? like a Javon Carter, Javon Carter from West he, Virginia, yeah, defensive player of the year in college, and um, absolute lot. He shut down Bam Adebayo. Our Backup point guard, we put on Bam Adebayo. It's our best defensive option. We'll That's how probably make a little under ten mil a year. I I guess he's like may, maybe a mil this year. Yeah, he's he's about a mil a maybe. year, and I bet you we get him for six a year because he doesn't play a ton of minutes. He set a career high in the bubble with twenty four points. Right. And and you still have Kelly Oubre coming back next year too. Yeah. 
I'd be interested to see how he, because he's a shooter, right? He goes for buckets. Uh, he's a slasher. He, slasher. I mean, he's not a bad, he's an average three-point shooter, but he, the reason he's done so well this year is he's good at making cuts off ball. Okay. Well, as long as you have Ricky Rubio or somebody else to dish the ball out there, then yeah, you guys going to be successful with a good yeah. slasher. Um, Monty Williams, I really like as he's the first Suns head coach I've liked. He calls it the .5 second offense, which is when you get the ball, you have to do something in a half second. You right. Are driving, passing, or shooting. No standing around. And they did not. That right. was <laughs> no, so no, no, no Lakers basketball. Exactly. Really, Lakers are really LeBron basketball. LeBron plays. Yeah. Like he, that a lot. Well, Rockets kind of play like that sometimes, and I, too. I get, I get why LeBron does it, because LeBron is so good that he wants to be on the court for as long as possible. So if he minimizes possessions in the game, that allows him to mm-hmm. have more impact, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when you when you have literally the youngest team in the uh, NBA, in the NBA, it works. <laughs> well, we got the playoffs coming up, and the East and West seeds are now set. Of the East, what is the most exciting series you're looking to see? We've got the Bucks versus the Magic, the Pacers versus the Heat, the Celtics versus the 76ers, and the Raptors versus the Nets. Uh, Pacers Heat. Pacers Heat. It, it would have yeah. been it would have been Sixers Celtics, but since Simmons is out, I I'm, I'm still excited. It'll I, I think it'll be the second best series. Yeah. I, I I think I think. You know, do we want to start with that middle one and kind of work our way out then? Before or? we do that, I think I, I Toronto's going to get one game stolen from them from the Nets. I agree. The Bucks, maybe one game, maybe. Can we just agree to not talk about those first round? I have no interest in talking about. Yeah, no, we just did just now. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That was it. That's there we go. So, we're all, so we're all taking Bucks or Raptors in four or five. Yep. Yep. All right, Celtics. 76ers. Let's do that one. I still that's probably a six game series. They're starting five. It would not though. surprise me if Boston can clean finish it in five, and would not surprise me if it goes seven either. But I I give it to the Celtics. I, I before, think it's Celtics in six. Before the bubble happened, the starting five of the Celtics only played fourteen games together. Fourteen. Kemba got hurt for a while. There was injuries all over the place, and now they finally have a full cast and crew. Hey, they hey, they played. Uh, uh, um, why can't I think of his name? Justin or not? Uh, Jason. Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, Jesus Christ. He finally found a shot back in the bubble. He shook off the rust. So watching him go out it again, I think they're going to kill him in four, maybe five. Four. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I watched any of the Celtics in the bubble. I just, for whatever reason, they weren't a team that came on my radar. But um, they were, an, they uh, they were, were just below. They were coasting. They beat they beat Toronto, but I think they're just below to- Toronto in a I talent say level. The uh, the Bucks Celtics game though that was that came down to the end. That was a good game, and you saw like, and maybe this is just a little more noticeable when there again when there's no crowd and no fans there. The benches were getting into it. And a big shot yeah. happened. They'd be hopping over the barrier yeah. like they're getting out. <laughs> like they're like they're doing a ship change in hockey. They're hopping over the barrier and they're all chatting at each other from across the across the floor. It, it, it could be a fun playoffs, and we're going to so, hear some things so that I don't think we usually hear, which is fun. Here's my question, and here's why I don't think they're going to sweep them. Who shuts down and beat? Uh, he's gonna, no, he didn't, you don't have to shut him down. Just let him get 50 points and then yeah. shut everybody else down. Uh, LeBron I mean, treatment. You, you, right, but you, you still have enough other scores. I mean, you still have Portmaz, Tobias Harris, Josh Richardson. Right. All of those guys, I think, are easier Mountain's to shut down than Joel Embiid. Well. Right. So they have to focus all their efforts on that. Let right. Joel go off. Like, okay. fine. Okay. He's going to put up big numbers, but the, 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 
the reason why I don't think the LeBron treatment is going to work is the whole point of the LeBron treatment is you're taking away his playmaking. And Embiid's not a playmaker. He's just a scorer and a defender, right? And so, yeah, you can I, – I mean, if you just let him come up and score every time he goes, then he's going to score every time. Whereas LeBron, when you're shutting everyone else out, LeBron's best when he can facilitate plays because he's either getting to the rim and you can't do that for 80 possessions a game. Right. Or – but he, he's not going to play the entire game. Joel can't play the entire game for right. a whole seven-game series. I'm so. worried about his health. That I, I mean, but if he he can play 34 minutes a game, I think they'll take two games. Yeah, if if he can win a game or two off of his back, I would say let the other games put it in the team's hands, and they have to be the ones. That he's got to be the one to, you know, maybe distract. But I don't think he as a load-bearing center, he's not going to. He's not going to survive. Also, you have Al Horford on the team, which is just an insight into the other locker room. Yeah. Al Horford was that, a that, team leader. That, and if he's on the floor, it is just another bigger body, which right. they have to worry about. And the out of all these teams that are in the playoffs, the Celtics are the smallest team. Because, at least in the East. At least in the East. In the East, they're the smallest team because you have Tyson is your Nets. center. May, I mean, maybe Canner get plays, but Canner gets played out of a lot of series. Cause he, oh, Jesus. Cause, That's right. They do have him. <laughs> and and then, then the next one is Grant Williams, who's really a four. Six, six. Yeah, who's really more of like a P.J. Tucker type player. Right, yeah, and small ball So they're, they're a much smaller team. I I still expect them to win at their faster pace. I think they're just going to outshoot the, the Sixers. Yep. Um, but you know, any team can get hot one night and win a game. But also, so. without without Ben Simmons on the floor, the Sixers aren't a bad shooting team. That's like true. Ben, the reason they're a bad shooting team is because Ben Simmons is so ball dominant and he is not a shooter. But it would, if you just take away all of Ben Simmons' time time on ball, everyone else on the team's uh, average to above average shooter. Yeah, they, they're not a bad shooting team. They right. were a bad shooting team, but now they've got the players who won't. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're probably gonna get more shots up too. Just huh? by Sam said. Pure reason is that ball is not being dribbled in Ben Simmons' hands for 10 seconds out of that 24-second shot right. clock. Yeah. And I would venture to say, um, I bet you Harris is going to go off in this series. Cause, so Harris. Yeah. He's, so if, especially if they play him at the three, that means that he's going to have to be p- picked up by the three on Celtics, right? Maybe Tatum, I think, could guard him, but Tatum's going to have to be on Horford. So it's going to be either Brown or uh, Hayward, depending right. on who's in. Yep. And I think Harris is just bigger and can bully those guys. I like those matchups, though. I like the uh, – because J- Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Gordon Hayward are all, I'd say, a little bit younger. Um, Tobias Harris. Not he's... Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward's older than Harris. Okay. I was wondering about him. Anyway, those two guys, Brown and Tatum, are going to be a fun matchup, a better matchup than I think Hayward is. Yeah. Hayward's – probably going to want to hedge closer to like Josh Richardson <laughs> um, as a defender, but it'll be interesting. I, I don't but, know. But they're putting Richardson at the one and Hayward guards Richardson. Wait, why they didn't Shake Milton? What? Uh, they'll, they'll play Shake Milton, but I bet you uh, that Richardson plays a lot of minutes at the one. I, I think it'll probably be an even, even split. Shake Milton will be on the one and Richardson will be at equal minutes at the one and some minutes at the two with Shake on the floor. Okay. Right. I, I don't know. And so, but especially be, the reason they do it is to force these matchups that if you, sure, you want to put Hayward on Richardson, mm-hmm. but if you do that, who's Kemba guard? Yeah. Right? And so, if they, if they can just play big with their shooting, I think it's a hard matchup for Boston. 
they built the team to pretty much beat the Bucks, but also to take away their threat of the Boston Celtics, yeah. the 76ers, that yeah. is. Took, took Horford from them. Yeah, so they're, they are the sixth seed, and Celtics are the three seed, so we'll hedge it to the Celtics, but I'm going to go ahead and say six games, seven. Yeah, I'm saying Boston in six. And as we said, the more intriguing matchup within his Pacers, he, Jimmy Butler said that his rivalry with Pacers T.J. Warren is quote-unquote dead, oh, but seven games, I'm sorry, if this goes like all seven, yeah, that's, that's it's going to be... It's going to stay dead for gonna, sure. Yeah, There's yeah. nothing that's going to yeah. pipe that up. Um, I, I think this will be... I think the Heat are going to win ultimately um, in probably six. Is Oladipo going to show back up? Or well, that's the what question. Uh, and I don't know if he said that he is in yet for the playoffs. I knew it was question if he was going to come to the bubble. He came to the bubble. He played. But the last thing I saw, he said he still wasn't sure whether he was going to play in the playoff matchups. He, he might do minutes restriction, but I think he'll play for sure. He's still warming back up, which is taking a little longer than I thought. But he, he didn't play great in the bubble. Like he played fine, but he didn't play at All Star levels. Right. Yeah. It yeah. was very sad to see. Anyway, that's the East. Uh, do we want to talk about second round or just go over to the West? Let's just go to the West. Let's, Let's talk about second round. We'll get to second round. Yeah, just go to the West. Um, this I actually think it is kind of worthwhile talking about every matchup. As I said, my concerns are the Lakers and the Blazers is dealing with Lillard and CJ. Ooh. I don't know if they have defenders. The Lakers lack of shooting right now. I'm going to still say Lakers in six, but I I will be shocked if the Lakers swept this series. I'm going Lakers in seven. It's going to be a tough matchup. Dame, CJ, they're going to go off. Uh, if it does go the distance, I think that's where the fatigue's going to set in on uh, on CJ McCollum and maybe and, Nurk- and, and even Yusuf Nurkic. He's been yeah. iced up. And, and, and Lillard, because think, think of every game has been a battle for them. Right, right. Versus the Lakers tried for two games. Yep. And played full minutes for They're two gonna games. They're going to be rested. They're going to be ready. Yeah. yeah. So, did, they, did the Blazers carry that momentum into this next couple games? And, and we'll that see. could be a thing. Maybe the Blazers have found, you know, they got Collins and Nervous back. Obviously, maybe those eight games have actually been very important for them to get that feel of everyone together because it's really the first time that, like, Melo's played with Nurkic and mm-hmm. Melo's played with Collins, really. So maybe those eight games, while, yes, exhausting to play them, especially them being every other day, it also helped build that chemistry with those players who were hurt for the right. majority of the season. So Building those relationships. Still, I think it's probably beneficial for the Blazers, but I would still expect the Lakers to win the series. I, I, th- I think it's Lakers in six. One big concern here is, you know, LeBron's no spring chicken, and he's going to have a hard second and uh, fi- second in Western Conference Finals. And I think he ab- to have to fight and be the catalyst in a first round is going to take a lot of energy out of later round LeBron. Mm-hmm. Right? Then so, again, sort of like what happened when 17 in Cleveland where by the time he got to the finals he was just gassed. You could, he, it, he even game one and then he lost because Jarrett missed an idiot. But, then again though, they did play, have that big break yeah. where they didn't play. Yeah, now, yeah. that can be taken two ways. Yes, for all these teams that had injured players, this is fantastic for them. 
Blazers are the perfect example of that. LeBron got some rest, yeah, but what about a hot team who just straight out their chemistry? As soon as that happens, then you're going to go on break for two, three months now, and who knows where all that chemistry sits. Clearly, something is not there, as you say, with the Lakers. So, I found that quote with the Lakers. Um, You know, I I do think Avery Bradley's not being there is going to be... It changes things. It changes things. I'm hoping that they can run the offense through AD... Have him be the guy in the first round, maybe the second round, and save LeBron until you absolutely need him. Or if you're in an elimination game, like if you're not playing the long game and you're just winning that, the, so, so like try to go through AD the first. So do you like do you go through AD obviously the first round? Let's say you get to the second round. Now do you play through AD the first two games, or do you say all right, LeBron, go out, do us, get us a game or two real quick to get us up in the series, then we'll put it all. Or do you say, all right, let's put it on AD and then maybe risk going down a game or two? Then you need LeBron to step in and play the matchup. Bigger. Play the matchup of uh, LeBron. Who's guarding LeBron on the Blazers? Um, Pro- Mello. Mello. Play that matchup. He's the three right now. He's, well, he, he, Mello or Gary Trent. Play that matchup, but then off the bench. Uh, Run it through Kuzma and AD, JaVale, and Dwight Howard have to be huge. Uh, you put as many minutes on Yusuf Nurkic's body maybe? as you can. Yeah, they still have Ariza too, which, but Ariza didn't make the bubble. No, Ariza's not. Well, I mean, Re, their, their roster is actually pretty small. They only played yeah. the players I saw. Simons played very little because he's a guard. Gary Trent Jr., Whiteside, oh, CJ Lillard, Hazonia, Collins. And Carmelo, it's good. It's because be Rodney Hood's hurt, Nasir Little didn't play, Gabriel didn't play, Swanigan's not playing, or it has, hasn't gotten playing time. They just, they, their roster's not deep. Yeah, I... Having yeah. Hood and Ariza out hurts them big time, because those are players who would for sure be getting minutes, yeah. and they didn't replace them. Right. It, it Going deep with the Blazers is the way to go. So hopefully you don't have to, but if you do, that's what you got to fall back on. Let's move on to the Clippers uh, Mavericks matchup. I'm so excited for this matchup. This is going. I think this is going six. Is what I. I'm going Clippers in seven. Clippers in seven. I'm gonna say Clippers in six. I'm gonna go Mavericks in seven. Interesting. I I would love to see that. It would be quite the hot take, quite the uh, shakeup of. The league, really, because you just went out. The Clippers are like, all right, we're we're doing it. We're we're put, we're betting the farm, and to have a first round exit after doing that. So the Mavs are the best. The, the uh, final season's over, or the regular season's over, so we can officially declare it. The Mavs are the best offense in NBA history. They have a higher offensive rating than any other team in uh, NBA history. Their defense leaves a little bit to be desired. Like seventeenth or sixteenth overall. Well, especially right. when you don't have. Um, I mean, Powell. he wasn't huge. Yeah, Powell wasn't huge, but he's not there. Right. Maxi Kleba's been stepping up, doing a lot of. Uh, but so my question is, you've got probably the two best wing defenders, the best wing defending pair in the league, in Kawhi and PG. Right. Yeah. That's probably and that the two of them can shut down Luca. Or that's going to be the goal, is the two of them work to shut down Luka. That, yeah, I was going to say, that's the goal. Right. Um, then you've got Chris Stops, who you got to contain as well. Yeah, and so Chris Stops is what's going to be giving them trouble, but I don't think... 
Kristaps alone, because they're also like a top four offense in the league. They've been making a lot of threes. They are yeah. like the Warriors mixed with a big team. Right. And they shoot a lot of threes. Uh, Finney Smith, he's been actually really, uh, really good. He's been good. Uh, Tim um, Hardaway, Hardaway Jr. Hardaway Jr. has been good. Um, Seth Curry, holy cow. Seth Curry. Seth Curry is the second best three-point shooter by percentage in NBA history behind Steve Curry. Goddamn impressive. Take right. that, Steph. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, Steph takes a lot of harder shots, but... And just a lot more. Fair. Fair. But <laughs> I'm very excited to see this matchup. Pat Beverly is uh, wasn't playing, but is he going to be back? He'll put, be back. Put it that, so put it that way. Luka's going to have to deal with either... You think about put, put Beverly on him at times too. They're just gonna deal with Beverly, right. PG, or Kawhi the entire game. Right. Luke is gonna be a scary good player because he's going through all this, and hopefully, I'm pulling for the Mavericks on this one just because I think it'd be a great upset. But also, if you don't win, I don't. I totally understand. You've got a lot. Of, it's the your, Clippers it's your, it's are your a first hyped year up in the playoffs. And, it's for Luca and for Porzingis. Oh wow! The first playoff showing. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna be a young team. They're this is the first playoff showing for a lot of these players as a whole. Like Tim Hardaway Jr. has the Knicks. Yeah, a lot of them came for the Knicks. <laughs> and have the Mavericks been back to the playoffs since they won with Dirk? Yeah, have been back, but uh, 2013 they were a quick exit. I don't like JJ Bray has been there. Obviously, Jalen Brunson no, Trey Burke no, Willie Cauley Stein no, Seth Curry no, Doncic no, Dorian Finney-Smith. I don't know. Hardaway Jr., no. MKG played for Hornets, so hell no. Justin Jackson, no. Max Kleba, no. Courtney Lee, no. Bojan, yes. Uh, but may not have a playing you, time. You, you went there with the Pistons. DeLon Wright, probably, yeah, he was on the Hornets, or the Raptors last year, wasn't he? Yeah. So, not a ton of playoff experience on this team, so. It, it is also two Hall of Fame coach, coaches going up against each other, and Rick Carlisle and Doc Rivers. It's gonna be. Uh, I think this might be the best first round series. Yeah, let's let's give it to the. All right, so wait, wait, who do you think? I'm I'm gonna say Clippers and six. Clippers and six. Clippers and six. Clippers and seven. Clippers and seven, and I'm going Mavs and seven. That's gonna be a great matchup. Can't wait to see that one. Uh, do you guys want to do the Jazz Nuggets? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's another great series. Jazz uh, except for Mike Conley, it was just announced like an hour ago. Mike Conley yeah. is leaving the bubble because his son's being born, which isn't the worst excuse I've heard. No, and n- no, he could be back. Depends on how much time he personally wants to take during that process. And also depending on the health of the baby is also right. a big factor. But then again, like, he, he was hurt a lot of the time in the other season. When he was there, he wasn't great. This team has played without Conley for a large chunk of the season. This isn't like Conley's been there the entire time. He's been an impact player. What are we going to do? If it were Mitchell leaving for something, I think it'd be a bigger deal than if Conley was. But I think this team... This feels like deja vu. This is like the third year They still have no Bojan, no Bogdanovich still. Yeah. Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles is going to have to step up. Royce O'Neal's playing Yeah. Who else do they have? Um, well, they had Ed Davis, which we all thought was a great backup. At least I thought was a great backup, yep. too. And he's been no just played off the court. Nowhere. Uh, yeah. Um, Tony Bradley gets minutes mm-hmm. instead. Uh, Jordan Clarkson gives you 15 a night off the bench, 25 on a good night. Yep. Uh, Emmanuel Moutier has been getting – Georges Niang is playing quite a bit. 
And again, they've also have a, a smaller lineup in terms of the guys who played. Yeah, especially uh, their start. They start uh, O'Neal at four. O'Neal's at what, like six six. He's not a big guy. Royce O'Neal, yeah. That and I mean, he's 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 got what? I'll have Paul Millsap because Denver's probably starting. If healthy, I'm trying to think how this works if out. If healthy, are they? Favorite, if healthy, but it's, if no, healthy I, are they I, starting? Murray, Harris, Grant, Millsap, Jokic, probably. I got Nuggets in five on this one. Nuggets in. I'll give Nuggets in. Mm. I'm gonna give them six. I'm gonna give Jazz two games. I'm saying Nuggets in six. All right, I'll go Nuggets in seven. I'm saying they stretch it out. Defense. Maybe the Nuggets out. don't shoot very well one night, couple nights. Jokic sometimes can have a really bad turnover game. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that's the only thing they have going for him is Jokic does not traditionally play well against Gobert, but he had a great game against the Jazz in the bubble. Yep, yep. And it, it, part, it might be he's skinny now, so he can use footwork to get around him. That's, uh, that's a good point. I would say that uh, Rudy Gobert is going to be have his hands full with um, Jokic. Jokic. Bobol, MPJ, all these big high team. Like these are a lot of dudes. They're tall. Right. Nuggets are a long team. Well, see the, the thing about the Nuggets. Like I look at that roster, and you look at that list, and you're like, a lot of these guys play, and a lot of these guys got playing time in these first eight games. Like wow. I'm like, Will Barton's gonna play. Kevin Stab and Bobol are beat the ups. Prop, I would say 90% no. Bobol might get some minutes here or there. Um, Torrey Craig is going to get minutes. Troy Daniels might get minutes. P.J. Dozier plays, been playing really well for them. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets minutes. Obviously, Grant, Jokic, Harris, Millsap, Monte Morris, Jamal Murray, Plumley, MPJ are getting minutes. Noah Monley might get some minutes. So a lot of these guys play. A lot of these guys have experienced playing now. Right. It's, I mean, it's a good team. I, I just think it's, it's a little short of star power to go the full distance. But definitely not a team I want to play. I feel like every year, in yeah. whatever play series, is that one team that it's like, you don't expect them to win a championship, but it's like, damn, I would not have to want to face that them. That was the Raptors for, a, for a few years. Would not want to face them in the series. And I think in the West, that's Denver. Like, yeah. I don't expect them to win, but if I were any other team, that's not who I want to see on the opposing side of the court that, first this, round. This side of the bracket's a tough piece that you do not want to be a part of. I wouldn't want to face the Mavericks, Clippers, Jazz, or the Nuggets. All of those teams seem very straight, like they've got their bases covered. I would uh, say to play the, anybody, I would. the Jazz would be the one I'd rather play. The Thunder, the Rockets, and even the Blazers seem like they, and the Lakers seem like they have some holes or uh, just pieces of their game that seems easier to uh, harp on. Right. But uh, this four, these four teams, this side is definitely harder. Um, but I'm going to get, yeah, I think we already said, I'm going to go Nuggets in seven, Nuggets in five, Nuggets in four. I'm saying six. Six, six. sorry, five. five and six. Yeah. All right, that brings us to, I nope, that's it. I think that's all the matchups. Yeah. Man, if, if the Thunder win, this Russell Westbrook trade might go down as one of the worst trades in NBA history. Maybe that's why he is. Oh, no. It hurts. Uh, it hurts. I'm out for the first round, guys. Because it wasn't a one-for-one swap either. It was Chris Paul and two first-rounders for Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Do the uh, Thunder are... It's fake. Thunder are the only team that have realistically like nothing to lose because no one was ex- every other team was expected to be here. 
but them. Yeah, Chris they, Paul they were, showed they up. They were written off. No one cared. I mean, and I would say I did. Yeah, sure. We all did. We all did. I think we were all like, I really don't see that. Th- I mean, granted, we didn't see this happening to the Warriors. So we would have think I didn't expect the Warriors to come in. Yeah. Um, we knew they'd be down, but you know, it's like so. Oklahoma City and that three guard lineup they run at the end of the fourth quarter with SGA, Schroeder, and right. Chris Paul. Paul with Adams and who usually plays the four in those oh, minutes? Um, uh, Ferguson. No. Ferguson? No, no, no. Uh, Gallinari. Gallinari, Gallo, yeah. It's a, it's a good team. It's a good team. It's we a good got team. a lot of solid brawl um, players and a good leader in Chris and, Paul. Hold on, hold on. You can't say we for both teams. Pick one now. Yeah. No, I just Which one are you picking? You go, <laughs> a lot of good teams. Just, a lot of just, good just players. Just so you don't confuse our listeners for saying we for both teams. You can't say them for both. Which one's we? It's we. Us. You know, we all. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go on record saying I'm actively rooting for the Thunder here, but I think that I, Rockets take it in six. I... How big is the Westbrook factor if he plays or not? Eric Gordon, I think, is back. If Eric Gordon... Mm. I so, I I, also, I think Russell Westbrook really helps this Rockets team in a lot of matchups. I'm not sure... They that, went from I'm number not... 17 in points in the paint to number 3 points in the paint as soon as they got Westbrook on the team. Yeah. And as soon as he started playing defense, look what happened. Boom! There it goes. <laughs> But there is the quad. It, it, I, 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 I think against most other playoff teams, what uh, Westbrook is really important to their success. This is one of the few matchups where I don't think Westbrook is going to be a huge impact player. And I mean, you don't really are you aren't overly concerned about Houston about Oklahoma City's three guard lineup just because Houston already plays such a small ball right. game. Um, Rocco is going to be guarding Gallinari most of the game. Stephen Adams. Who's guarding Stephen Adams? That's going to have to be PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker. Uh, or maybe it's, it's Covington from time or, to time. Or they're, Jeffrey. Or Jeff, they're going yeah. they're, they're to get out-rebounded. That's that's for sure. I don't even know. I mean, Stephen Adams, I love the dude. Rebounding is – he's okay. He's a good offensive rebounder. He's, and hold, he's, on, hold on. No, he's a fantastic rebounder. He's up to now 14 rebounds a game this year. He gained five rebounds a game when he stopped boxing out for Russell Westbrook. This is a narrative I will not let you push. What? Oh, what? No, 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 no. What is his uh, What is his stat line for this year? Damari Carroll's on this team, and he doesn't ever play. He might get some minutes Nervous trying to well. guard them. And Mike and Scala actually have been Thunder. putting up good minutes, too. Daniel House has been shooting ridiculously well for the for the. I, don't, I think Rockets. he's under a double-double. Okay, but what's his per 36? That Maybe that's what I saw. Because he's at, you're right, he's currently at about 10 and 10. He's just under a double O. It's like 9, 8 rebounds. Yeah. But. He's a good rebounder, don't get me wrong. But I don't think he's going to be as impactful against this Rockets team. He's not, I mean, he's a super strong dude. But I don't see them running an offense through him. No, but he's going to clean up a lot of crap around the glass because he's just taller than everyone else on the Rockets. Unless, right, unless shoot, the Rockets, they just shoot a lot of threes. Unless the Rockets are about to play Tyson Chandler some serious minutes for the first time this season. He's going to be drawn out from the paint because P.J. Tucker's posting up in the corner. He will. Um, and that's where you probably wish you had Westbrook for driving. Right. Because then, if, I mean, not that Harden can't, but like... If right I, now you're replacing if Austin, Rivers, Austin Rivers, and that's just not the same. If, if he puts up a 41, a 40 bomb, <laughs> then maybe. Do you see that in the bubble? 
per per thirty six, he went from nine point two rebounds to twelve point five rebounds. Okay. Three rebounds. Yeah. But um, I'm gonna go ahead and say. With Russ Westbrook and without Russell Westbrook, majority of the games, uh, with Russ Westbrook, they win in six. Without Russell Westbrook, I give it to the Thunder in six. Interesting. The Thunder in six without Westbrook? Yes. I, I give it to Rockets in six with or without Westbrook. We shall see. With... In six without in seven for for the Rockets, yeah. I think. It's going to be interesting. That's one. There's the Mavericks and the Clippers, which is going to be a great matchup. There's just This first round has been one of the most exciting uh, that I, I cannot remember a time where a bunch of first-round matchups like these have been, well, also to me, anticipated. Hopefully they're not all letdowns. <laughs> this, yeah. this is also the first time in a long time where we've had parity in the league. The last, like, it, last year, it... With Toronto was a little bit of a surprise, but for four years in a row, we went into the season being like, it's going to be Cavs-Warriors again. Cavs-Warriors. All right. So what's uh, how are they getting there this time? Right. <laughs> next year, though. Next year, they'll be back. Though. Yeah. Cavs-Warriors. It'll be Cavs-Warriors next year. Yep. I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. Back to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> has anyone ever, has any of you guys heard anything more about Possibly, it's a little late now, but the teams who didn't make the bubble, I know there was talks about them trying to do just something so that they can play. I don't think it's happening. Yeah. That would have been cool, though. Uh, They are targeting maybe, they're talking about different restart dates. Uh, December 1st is the current. I heard like Christmas at time. December 1st is the current. This is what we're targeting. Uh, But they've also talked about doing a Christmas start. They've talked about doing a January start and now a March start. I hope it's Christmas because NBA on Christmas Day is one of my favorite sporting events of the year, and if that's the start of the season, it'd be pretty cool. Oh. Ha, it, it's, it's, interesting. it's interesting because and I don't know what hockey's doing. Obviously, we're in the playoffs for hockey now as well. But just to take another sport, the English Premier League just finished up their season two weeks ago, and then they start in less than a month. So they are starting on their normal start date as they would the year before. So their off season just doesn't exist. So. I Normal would. NBA start is in September. September, so yeah, we there would there would be no gap. So mm-hmm. I would even be okay with this next year, the NBA going in knowing it's going to be like a seventy game season. If it's going to be a shortened off season, get it seventy. Um, it's a, it's set. a trial run for what right. players have been asking for, which is a shorter season. Right. Well, and then the year after that, go back to eighty two, but use the seventy to have the finals end when you want it to end to have your December reboot. You know what I mean? That if with with how late this season's ending, if you're gonna have later ending seasons, that's great. But right now it's not. It's gonna be early September is the end of, or no, early October is the end of uh, basketball. Yep. Realistically, August September is when they should be targeting if they want to have a Christmas start date, right? And so for next year, if they were to do like a 70 game season, to have it end in September and then have 82 game seasons from there, right? Yeah. They'd have to do some pre-planning like that. I, right. I, I think it's possible, but I, I just don't know if they're going to actually do it. Yeah, and all these owners are pissed because they already lost all those ticket sales, and so mm-hmm. they're not going to a lot of them will vote, no, I'm not giving up 12, 12 home ga- or six home games again. Yeah, which... That's I, where the money's made. I get, but if they think about it long term, they're really going to be making the money. Yeah. 
No, I, I, I hear you, but... Draft lotteries in four days. Suns. Sun, see where everyone ends up at. Ooh, what are the odds? What, 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 what kind of percentages we got? Three percent for the Suns to win the uh, for the Suns to win the first overall. What, the, what about our Cavs? Uh, they are in a three-way tie for I think it's like fourteen and a half they, because they flattened the odds last year. Yeah. Let's see, uh, fourteen even. 14 Golden even. State, Cleveland, Minnesota are fourteen. Atlanta. 12.5, Detroit 10.5, New York 9, Chicago 7.5, Charlotte 6, Phoenix, uh, Washington 4.5, Phoenix 3, San Antonio 2, New Orleans 1.3, Sacramento 1.2, Memphis 0.5. Do we want to go into... Who's the top... Do we have a top pick? Well... Uh, the, the, the arguments I've seen, like, people's starting consensus is the top three... The... the Three deep players who have a chance at number one are James Wiseman, um, uh, Ball, Lamella Ball, and Anthony Edwards. Yeah. Right, it, Obi's going around three or four in most mock drafts. Yeah. And, and honestly, it all it, it's different than you know. I I always felt like the NBA was much different than the NFL in drafts. The NFL is very positioned like what do you need? Right. Right. Like. Clearly, if you're ba- if you're going just off talent, you're going to be taking either a left tackle or a defensive end first, because those are two of the most important and best positions in the NFL in terms of just overall player ranking. Right. The NBA, and but that's why we see quarterbacks get taken first or running backs, wide receivers. Yeah, they might they might not be better than that defensive end, but that defensive team already has two studs on the outside, so, so they're they good. Need, right. They don't want to have to pay, pay that guy a shit ton in a couple of years. But the NBA always seems like it's best player available, and the evidence of that is the Sixers going Nerlens Noel, Joel Embiid, Joel Okafor three years in a row. Like, why do you take three centers in a row? Because so, it's the best player available. So the Sixers, so that I remember when this happened, the Sixers took a lot of flack for taking three centers, and the um, Sixers GM, whose name is escaping me right now, Sam Presti. No, no, um, um, Sam the Pinky. one who got fired. Pinky. The one who, the, one who the initial trusting process? Um, like Sam Hinkie. Uh, but he got, he, with the whole trust process, that was the whole thing, was we take the best player available regardless of need. And it worked well enough for Philly that that's now becoming the overriding philosophy. But for the longest time, everyone was saying, why are you drafting another center? Yeah, it was like, because you, you draft the best player available, and if you have to right. trade him, you trade him for positive yeah, assets. Yeah, it was, uh, it was Hink- Sam Hinkie. So it's gonna be interesting. I'm very excited. Very excited as a. Uh, as you know, most people, this draft isn't as uh, stacked stacked as last year or next year's. Next year's supposed, next to, be year's supposed to be really be good too. Um, maybe this draft has a little more. I've kind of heard this draft as players who are maybe more NBA ready. M- maybe not. They, maybe they won't reach the star power. But maybe this is just a draft full of a lot of solid role guys who might be ready to step in as a role guy immediately. Yeah. So, and that, that, that's obviously the one big thing that they're talking about. OB being an older player, not going to be a star, but can stop, can hop in and be, yeah. be productive. A good role player right off, the, off the bat. So, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, 
if Warriors get number one, we might see Obi Toppin go number one because uh, he said uh, he wants to go play there, and he said, and they uh, said they'd love to have him. The Warriors have also been t- targeting Wiseman though, so they if do they get number one. They'd be if they want to stay it. small ball, they can go with Obi and put Draymond right. at five. But I, I do think Wiseman would be a great fit, and as much as I would take to see Wiseman, six ten, eight big. He's a big guy. He's big. He's big. He's big. Got some range. Yeah, we know that from the, like, three games in the NCAA. <laughs> eight. <laughs> he played in eight, I think. He is 7-1. 7-1. Ooh, well, all right, since uh, it's been a while, we had a couple 50-point games. 50 bombs. TJ Warren, I think, was the first one to drop a 50 yep. bomb in the bubble. So, and then Dame, Dame. And then Dame did it Twice. again. I, he's already on the list, though. Um, I think he, like, is up there with one of the records for the most – Three uh, 50 point games in the season. But Mason had Westbrook. I had Sam McCollum Sexton. And I had Pascal Siakam. So we can keep this going in the playoffs, might as well. Um, I think I'm going to change from Sexton then. You sure? <laughs> All right, now that, now that we're in the playoffs and the field is limited, do you want to go repeat? We can say repeat players? I say, I because say because say if, you, if we take it, like repeat players, Lillard, Harden, Giannis, AD, Booker, well, Booker's out, Eric Gordon, Middleton. I mean, there's still a lot of players I, left. I think actually. we should be able to. I think we should be able to repeat players we've said before, but not players who've got one. Okay. All right. Because otherwise, I'm just taking Drew Harden. Yeah. All right. In that in that case, <laughs> in that case, you cannot say Lillard, Harden, Giannis, Ad, Eric Gordon, Middletown, T, Middleton, T, or TJ Warren. Go. Um. Mason, since you just chose Westbrook last time, you cannot choose Westbrook again. Which you wouldn't, because he's. You might not play. Um, Michael Porter Jr. I was thinking about him. That's an interesting pick. I like that. Um, MPJ. Yes, I'm gonna. Uh, no. If the, if there weren't injury concern, I'd say Joel Embiid, but I'm worried he's not gonna get the minutes to get a 50 bomb. Um. His uh, highest was a 49. Right. I think it, I think that's a good one. He might he might do it. If if I, I, I think thought you were unrestricted minutes. You know I, I look at the I look at the Celtics and I think just too many mouths to feed. I think right. Paul George Kawhi. I'm like there's a lot of players on that team. But Mavericks. Uh, maybe I had Don, I had Doncic earlier in this season. I was thinking about him. You know I'll I'll go I'll go PG. You go Paul George. We're gonna go oh. PG. Um, I think I, I almost feel like it's more likely that PG would go for a fifty bomb than Kawhi. I don't know why. Yeah, but I, I just feel like I feel like there's times when Paul George gets in that zone and all of a sudden he's just like cooking and he's got thirty seven through three quarters. Yeah, he had a great bubble game when they played the Pelicans. Like they, he just in the first quarter had like nineteen points. I'm pretty sure it was ridiculous. Uh Jamal Murray, no, another nug. Mm-hmm. Interesting choice. Any Not everything, guys. The entire oh. the entire roster can't be dropping fifty bombs. All right. With with Mike Conley out, he's gonna be guarded by wrong team. Uh, 
Mike Conley's on the Jazz. Right, but with Mike Conley out, uh, he's going to be guarded. Oh, I thought you meant. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant he was going to get more touches. I'm just like, no, he's not. What? <laughs> he's going to be guarded by Mitchell, and Mitchell's going to be carrying too heavy of an offense blow to really put in hard defense. Plus, uh, I don't know if he's done it before. I think he did 48 and shot a three at the end and missed because Kyrie got pissed. Yeah, that's right. He's scored 48 before. He's got it in him. He gets hot. Plus, I think Denver's a feed the hot hand kind of team. Yeah. Mm. All right, that is our predictions for next fifty. Anybody got any anything else you want to talk about before we get men- to worth mentionings? Which I think I'm ready for worth mentioning. All right. So Jim Boylan, no longer the coach of the Bulls. Thank God. Yeah. Pretty stoked about that. Does he get another job? Jim Boylan? Yeah, he'll be an assistant somewhere. Okay. Or he'll go NCAA. He could get he could be an NCAA head coach for Power Five school. That's fair. Um, but I don't think he'll get an NBA head coaching job immediately. Uh, the Kings Vlad Divac stepped down as the GM. Thank God. Yeah. We yeah. Were, we were just clearing house of incompetence. And on that note, Knicks fired Steve Mills, president. Okay. That was a little while ago, but... Uh, the the Knicks... They knew you were the owner. Right. They, they can go through all the uh, managers they want. It's the owner who keeps on overriding the decision of the managers that is causing trouble. <laughs> Guys, just let me do my job. Uh, so, most points in the paint for 2019-2020 season. Giannis Antetokounmpo at number one, 17.5 points per game. Zion Williamson at number two, 16.8. And then Russell Westbrook at 15. Yeah. I, I, I mean, he can't shoot you out of something. No, he, I, now that he's no longer taking threes, the beginning of the season, he worried me. But he, they figured it out, and they've said, this is your job. It's a great fit for him. It's working out. Uh, yeah, we already touched on this is the first time since 1997. Spurs will not be in the playoffs. On August 13th, Memphis tweeted out, Memphis versus everybody. And on uh, two days ago, the uh, Suns tweeted out Memphis two, everybody six. Mm. <laughs> 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 um, Did I say fifty three percent for Ricky Rubio from three? It was forty six. Yep. Still impressive. Uh, Draymond Green fined fifty thousand dollars for saying Devin Booker needs to get out of Phoenix from tampering. Hilarious. That's it's he didn't say come join me in Golden State. It, it, it was you need to leave. Right, but the, the league can't just let players go on TV and say leave your team. I, tampering might not be the right charge, but like I think it's a dumb idea to have current players be able to be commentators. I think that's a conflict of interest. Seems like they were just kind of asking for right. it. There, he's told Draymond got kind of baited into it. Yeah. He's just like, what do you think about Devin Booker there? Draymond, right. he's like, do you really want to know what I think? Right. <laughs> I do not think that current players should be able to be uh, commentators. Yeah, it's just going to be every time. All right, you just want to find me now or, right. or later? <laughs> uh, players with 60-point games in an NBA season, uh, with three 60-point games in an NBA season. Wilt. Wilt. D-Lil. And Dame Lillard. And uh, end of list. No, there's one more. I thought there was one more. The NBA graphic, when he did it, said there was one more. Three 60-point games. 
Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo needs to get laid. He is getting a lot of testosterone buildup, and it is showing out on the court. <laughs> he just out here headbutting dudes. I don't <laughs> think he should have gotten a one-game suspension. I think that was a bullshit suspension. He headbutted a dude. Think it more or less? No, I think, no, I think he should have been a fine, sure, but to suspend. It, it, I think the league suspended him so they can look like they're tough on issues like this, and they're like, well, the next game doesn't matter, so we can do it. No consequences, but if any other, like if he wasn't on the number one seed and he got a suspension and yeah. the game mattered, I would think it's bullshit. So if it would be bullshit then, it's bullshit now. <laughs> um, this guy tweeted out, "Why are you such, uh, why are you such a weirdo? Weirdo, you are too wealthy for this. You really want to follow my girl? That's why she blocked you, weirdo, and tagged Kevin Durant." And Kevin Durant responded, "My bad. I accidentally pressed follow and liked all her pics. My phone tripping." <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta have fun with a KD. I appreciate right. that. Um, uh, the Blazers lost the Clippers game because Dane Lillard missed two consecutive free throws. The odds of an eighty-eight point nine percent career free throw shooter missing twice are one point two three percent. Pretty, pretty low. Yeah. Um, so Luka Doncic got put on the most improved player ballad for the, uh, you know, the award. I guess we could say, almost say, like, regular season's over, so, right? We've got B.I., uh, Luka Doncic and Bam Adebayo up for it, and Luka come at, came out and said, who votes in this? Take me off the list and put Devontae Graham on there. I don't deserve to be on there. Well, yeah, Devontae Graham really did play well. He did go up from 4.7 points per game to 18.2. And he's not most important. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. Uh, <laughs> he went from 34 made threes to 218. That's crazy. I think I think a big difference is he he got a huge jump in minutes as well. Whereas I think for most improved they look for some they look for your right. like point production like, per minute. Right. And so, not to say, I think Devontae Graham is a much player, better player this year than last year. But A, I, I think Lucas shouldn't have been considered because of this. I absolutely hate when they give it to a sophomore player. That's when you're supposed to make the jump, right? If, if, you, if, you, if you're going but to... Even, but even if it's the most improved, though, overall, like over all the players, you improve that drastically. I, I, I don't think that... I don't think that they should be... Because Luke improved. Luke improved from like 20 points per game to like 28 or 27. Right. I don't think they should be ineligible. I think that you have you should have to do something historic, right? I I don't like giving it to second year players, um, and so I don't think Luca should be considered either. To me, Brandon Ingram is my most improved player this year. Yeah. Period. Brandon Ingram has been balling. Yeah. It's definitely because he got put in a better situation where he can be the guy. Right. And Zion didn't play for the first half of the year, so he got to be the guy, no questions asked. So, of those three players, I would give it to probably... I want to give it to Bam, but I, I, yeah, I'd probably give it to Brandon Ingram. What about you? Uh... You could probably also give it to Devontae Graham if you wanted to. I wouldn't play. I don't know. There's probably Ingram just because, and, and he also, I think, had the most impact on his team this season as well. Yeah. Which I think has to have some. That's got some merit to it's it. It's got, got sure. to have some merit. It can't be just nothing. So. 
We've got six man of the years uh, for Montrez Harrell, Lou Williams, and Dennis Schroeder. Weren't those like the same three last year? Close to it. I think it should be Dennis Schroeder. I'll give it to Dennis Schroeder, baby. Give it to Dennis Schroeder. I mean, it's the Lou Will Award, but like, give it to Dennis. I mean, don't get me wrong, Lou Will had a Lou Will season. If he wins, I'm not going to be mad. Good for him. He do, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Same with Montrez. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. But it's I think, less impressive when you're on the team with Kawhi and right. Paul and George. When you look at the impact that you have on the team, Dennis Schroeder, they have, they've gotten so many more additional wins for having Devin Schroeder on the team than you have for having either Lou Will or Montrez Harrell. Right. Also, the fact that they're both there. I, Dennis Schroeder, to me, leads the bench unit, whereas Montrez Harrell and Lou Williams are together a bench unit. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I got to give it to Dennis Schroeder on that one. That's what's up. All right, Nathan, what about you? Oh, I don't know. Dennis, Montrez, or Lou? Uh, I don't think it's going to go Lou, just because... Fatigue? Yeah. And I... I don't think Montrose Harrell was as impactful as Lou Williams, so it probably Schroeder as well. Schroeder! 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 Uh, coach of the year, Budenhauser, Donovan, or Nick Nurse? Bucks, OKC Thunder, or the Raptors? Nurse. I think it's Nurse. You think it's Nick Nurse? I'm going to yeah, give it to Billy Donovan. I would love to give it to Billy Donovan, but I agree with Sam on this one. Nick Nurse is out of his freaking mind being right. able to play with absolutely nobody on his bench and just all the starting players hurt. He's still able to maintain third seed in the wet in the East for so long. And then they finally got up to second seed. Like that's just, yeah. I think think Nick nurse, I I think the entire Toronto front office might be best in the league. When you look at what they've been able to do with what they've had, sure they had a year with Kawhi and that's awesome. But the fact that they're still maintaining like this, I didn't see it coming. No. Although you got to give that same argument to Billy Donovan, though, being able to take the Thunder, who were considered yeah. to be a 14, 15 seed, into a fifth seed. Yeah, I, I, Billy Donovan's my close second coach. Bud, I'm just, a great coach, but he's just doing, he's just running it. Got back. a lead, yeah, got a league MVP on the right. team. Yeah, <laughs> he's just running it back. <laughs> same thing he did last year. Right. So, all right, all right. Um. Do we want to handle DPOI and MVP next time, or do we want to keep going with them? Let's just keep doing it. All right. Um, defensive Player of the Year. We've got Giannis Antetokounmpo, Anthony Davis, and Rudy Gobert. Honestly, to me, neither one of these stood out above the rest this season. Uh, yeah. Just me. I mean, obviously, you know, it's Gobert's calling card. AD had a good year. Giannis had a good year. But uh, I, I can't really... I think Giannis will probably win it, and I think that's largely because that like the narrative's there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to win it, but I I think any of those three players could win, and Giannis will because of the narrative. Yeah, I think he's got more going for him right. in the story, and so people would like to vote for that right. to see it happen, which I get. It's, it's, it is what it is. But um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, your DPOI. Yep. Nathan? I think Anthony Davis is going to get it. I'd like I, I, I think because Giannis had MVP last year and because he's also in the MVP conversation this year that they're not going to give it to him. I think people are tired of doing it to Gobert, so I'm going to pick the middle one. I, yeah. I, I, I also think that um, Giannis won't win MVP this year, and so I think a lot of people are going to be like, well, we could at least give him DPOI. Right? That's, so a, hot so who do you have That's a hot take. Uh, who do you think? LeBron. LeBron's playing some of the best basketball of his career. And I think First LeBron's time assist leader in his career. Right. I think 35. LeBron is MVP. 
what is this, his 16th season? I think he has this been... This is his 17th. 17th season. I, he's been MVP, in my mind, 14 times. Right? That, And I get it. Voter fatigue, you can't just vote the same guy every time. There's but voter fatigue. It, this is a this is an MVP. The candidates are all voter fatigue. You had right. Giannis last year, Harden the year before. You've got LeBron, who's in the conversation Four-time every MVP. year. People, and he's in the conversation. People also hate LeBron. Harden. And, yeah, and they don't like giving it to LeBron James, too. Right. That's why I think it's Giannis and I, I agree. I think, I think Giannis is going to win it because people don't like Harden, and they don't like giving it to LeBron because he's just been there every fucking year. And that's why I think AD has slight edge over Giannis on the DPOY candidates okay. candidacy. I'd like it to be AD, but I think it's Giannis by the numbers. I, 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 I think we're sort of, we're sort of getting at the same thing, just taking it different sides, that... Giannis is going to get one of the two awards, and you guys think it's going to be MVP, and I think it's going to be Defensive Player of the Year. Interesting. Okay. Right? I, I, he could definitely get both, too, which would be only the second time ever. Yeah. I I don't think so. Actually, Hakeem Olajuwon did it. Yeah. I think there was one other person. Uh, Jordan did it, but not in the same year. There's somebody else. I'll, I'll think of them. But uh, Rookie of the Year, they've got Kendrick Nunn on this Let's, list. But. Uh, my vote's for Kendrick Nunn. <laughs> John. Ken- Kendrick, Kendrick Nunn's the only one who made the playoffs. I'm going to give John Morant as well. Yeah. And even going into the bubble, I was thinking like maybe uh, Zion will be able to make a case for himself in the bubble, and he did the exact opposite. John Morant played way better in the bubble. It's John Morant's war. Yeah. If Zion wanted any part in this conversation, he would have had to – Lead, lead, not be a part of, lead the Pelicans to 8-0 the playoffs, averaging 30 a game, in my yeah. opinion. It would have taken some serious measures. Um, other news, my other, I think this is my, my last worth mentioning. The highest scoring duo in history, yeah. Russell Westbrook and James Harden, 61.7 points per game. No, it's it, it, it's an impressive stat. It's that that is a very interesting team because it is very much a star. I'm I'm gonna say a star and a half. Not that Westbrook isn't a star, but that they have taken him from being the star down to like the the supporting star, right? Right. And everyone else is just very purpose built. It's it's not just let's get a bunch of good players together and let. It, this team to me seems fascinating. They're like, let's make sure all the boxes are checked. So if you check these boxes, you get on the team. And if the boxes you bring to the table are already checked, you don't. I That's think, fair. I think they're such an interestingly built team. I don't... Yeah, I don't know. I like the Rockets this year. Me too. It's going to be – I'm a little bit sad. I'm very sad that they're facing the Thunder. It's going to be a great matchup that I wanted to see just later on in the playoffs. But uh, yeah, first round, why not? Let's do it. Um, that's all I got. That's all I got. That is all I've got. In that case, we will see you guys next time. Peace.